Welcome to the Traveling Perspectives podcast. In this episode, I talk with my friend and college roommate, Scott. Scott and I have been friends for seven years now, and we've seen each other grow and navigate through our young adult years. It was actually a conversation I had with Scott that gave me the realization that I needed a change from the corporate environment I previously worked in. I haven't thanked him for that yet, so I'll take this time before we get into the podcast to say thank you, Scott, for helping me realize that I'm in control of my life, and it's time for me to start putting action behind my words. Now, here is Scott's perspective. Yo. Yo, there he is. Yeah, I don't know um, why I went onto the Google one. Like, I opened Safari, mm-hmm. and these computers think they're so fucking smart, man. They think they <laughs> know what you want to do already. So right. it was like, gave me the link, like, on my home screen. Oh, okay. But it was the wrong one. Yeah, um, no. Uh, I had an interview earlier today, and um, they did the same thing. So no worries. <laughs> it, like gave you the suggested link, and I just I trusted that shit, man. But sometimes you just trust the technology; you just can't. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> blue boy. Uh-uh. Is that blue? Right. Yeah, this is blue boy. I'm not. I don't allow him on my desk anymore. So. Oh uh, no. Why? Why not? What happened? Because he fuck. He sheds everywhere, dude. Uh. It's like the worst part about him. (laughs) About about his existence. Yeah, it's so bad. And like, (laughs) oh, dude, I got I got a new computer. I got a new MacBook. Um, Oh, nice. Like, because I'm starting school in a couple weeks and everything, Mm -hmm. so I'm like, I don't want his hair like in my MacBook. We gotta set some standards around here. Yeah, yeah, man. Set some boundaries. Like I've let him go everywhere in my apartment and now not on the yeah. desk. Not today, Blue. <laughs> not today, man. <not> <laughs> uh, well awesome, man. Um so I appreciate you coming back um yeah. and doing this. Yeah. <laughs> uh so in the official first uh episode that I put out, I talked with my friend Haley and I at the very beginning, I talked about uh, going on Instagram Live with a friend <clears throat> to do this. And uh, for anyone listening, that is uh, Scott. That is uh, you. So <laughs> um, thanks for, for doing this again. So we can, now that I have kind of figured out uh, some sort of a groove yeah. a little bit here. Yeah, um, how, how did the interview with her go? Yeah, it went really well. Um, Stop. <laughs> sorry, man. I'm... Just just it's just that. it's just blue we'll just we'll just leave it yeah um no it went really well and then i had a, another one and I, actually i talked with kana um yeah really? throwback right yeah she had reached out uh, about um seeing my project and uh, i had been recommended uh her instagram page um because she did something pretty dope she walked across spain what yeah, so there's uh, something called the Camino de Santiago, um, and she like had a job in Pensacola and um, like wasn't uh, like kind of felt stuck like I did at Jimmy John's, yeah. and um, she wanted she heard about this uh, thing through a, a video in high school, and then remembered it uh, like you know a couple of years after graduating. I was like, instead of did he just hop out the window? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm worried for blue. Just, just like ignore it, you know. It, it might keep happening. But. No, it's all good. Um, 
so yeah, she, she like learned about it from watching a video in Spanish class in high school and then decided that that's what she was going to do. And she walked like 500 plus miles uh, across Spain. Yeah. Where did she stay? Um, I, there was like these small little cottages that like, uh, backpackers and the hikers would go stay at. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, she, she knows a lot more about it. Like I, I'm editing the, the podcast right now. So, um, did you, so you already did her interview? Yeah. I, I just did hers, um, on Friday last week. Cool. So yeah, it was really good, yeah, but, uh, I'll be posting it soon if you want to hear her full story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I guess we kind of touched on it now and I'm, I'm, I mean, we're probably going to talk about the same stuff that we talked about, uh, before, but, um, I just answer your questions, whatever. We'll just do it, man. You know, no big deal. (laughs) Um, but yeah, let's, uh, I guess we can can start again where we, where we met. So where we met, uh, where did, where did we meet Scott? (laughs) <laughs> All right. We met at University of South Florida mm-hmm. in the BBC, which was the Bulls business community. It was like a special little program for special little kids that wanted <laughs> special little kids <laughs> that wanted a little extra something something in their business life. I don't know. They promised us like like free advising and like priority class picking and like little stuff like that so it was like mm-hmm. it was something it was kind of little but I don't know we we kind of all formed our little friend group um from being in the BBC and just like that you know we, we we took a lot of classes together we lived together we lived together just once yeah so we sophomore uh, so for sophomore year we lived together in Magnolia yeah. so former yeah, roommates so former roommates roommates yeah college friends for sure yeah so um yeah I guess we can start like what uh what's like what do you what do you remember about your college experience or is there like a memory that you uh, stands out from like our friend group or Hmm. what's something that comes to mind when I think about like our friendship I think about just like kind of just like finding ourselves just like because we had oh my god dude this cat (laughs) we just had so much like extra time Mm -hmm. like I think of college as just like an abundance of just time and I feel like we kind of just used that time and like bullshitting and just like hanging out we were just like trying to figure shit out and we just Mm -hmm. hang out and talk and chill and like play FIFA and shit yeah like I think I think of like parking garages and like beaches like that kind of stuff where we yeah the skateboarding down the the garage um do uh us and jack that was on top of parking garages just like yeah that was good times yeah um is there anything that you would have done differently about uh your college experience no i don't i don't think so Um, I always feel like exactly like what I went through and what I did was what I was supposed to do, you know, down, down to like the people I met and the things that we did. Um, 
I mean, and also like nothing like super bad happened to me, like in college, like mm -hmm. I, I had a, I had a generally good experience. So, so no, you know, I, I, I think everything I did was exactly what I was supposed to do and, and put me, it, it was just my path, you know, it was just a path. Yeah. So, no, I mean, that's, I like, I like my path, man. I, I appreciate like my process and my yeah, path. no, that's awesome. Um, and in college, you were uh, a part of the band and the drum major of uh, of the band for all the football games and yeah. basketball throughout the year. So can you talk a little bit about uh, that experience and what was that was like for you? Yeah, so first of all, for, for anyone that wouldn't know, a drum major, I didn't play the drums. Um, <laughs> drum major was like I was, I was the conductor. Um, I would stand in front of the band. I'd call the songs that we were playing and I'd conduct them like with my hands, if you've ever seen that. Um, and I mean, and on top of that, like that, that was my position like on game day. And like when you saw me like in uniform is that like I led the band, like I stood on the podium and stuff. Um, but like beyond that, you know, that that's like what you saw like game day, but what it really was was like a leadership position. Um, so like I ran rehearsals. I like that. That was my band. Like I I taught the music, which I look back now and like think is kind of crazy because like I think my music knowledge is like nothing special or anything. Like I don't I don't think I'm um, like an extraordinary musician by any means. Um, and, and in my band, there were many people that were better musicians than me, you know, like music majors, people that studied music and stuff. Um, but what made me a good drum major and like qualified to teach that stuff was just like my leadership qualities. So it wasn't, it wasn't my music knowledge. Like I knew just enough about music to be able to teach and then kind of like my leadership qualities took care of the rest. Um, do you think that you yeah did you think that you had to that you like always had those leadership skills or that you like perfected yeah. them or worked on them in that role or um, I think I think I always had them yeah I, I think I always had them I always had like an ability to just like connect with anybody like just like looking back on like growing up and like the friends I had like I had so many different kind of friends like I was friends with like like nerdy like quiet kids I was friends with like athletic like douchebags and like <laughs> my I think like my ability was that anyone I was around and like hung out with just like felt comfortable to like be themselves so if I was like with like an athletic douchebag like they weren't like that like with me like we were just cool like they were just a regular kid like hanging out um so, so I kind of just like always had a ability to connect with people and make people feel like comfortable and just like at ease with me. Um, and then I was the same, I was drum major in high school too. Um, and that's, that, that's where I realized though that I was like a leader. Cause up until that point, like I didn't think of myself like that, you know, you don't think. Was like, that your oh, first opportunity as a, as a leader? Or? Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely it was. 
and it was super new for me because like I grew up I grew up not super confident man like I was heading into freshman year of high school like I was five feet tall maybe like maybe a hundred pounds like I was tiny I was you know what like I wasn't like a leader I wasn't like a big person a big personality or anything Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden like I kind of just like grew into myself my senior year um and got this big opportunity to like lead and and I, I mean I was I was great at it I loved it and I just I loved I loved serving people and like being being able to like uh make an make an organization like worthwhile for people to be in and like kind of be kind of be the face of that organization which is what I felt I was and like I made I made that program special for like a lot of people for like a lot of the young kids in my band who like I still talk to and are still like in touch with like I made it I made it special for them just you know I was I was the face I was the guy up front and yeah, yeah. well that's really cool I mean uh it definitely shows like you know that's the kind of uh like impact that you want to have on people in your life and like being to be able to have people like look up to you and and continue that like uh that impact on them and connection like you know after even after your time as a as a drum major like in a leadership role that's uh that's a big deal yeah it's it was really special i'll okay here's a good story and like example okay like like leaving like a legacy which was never like my goal like Mm -hmm. but it just happens sometimes um my senior year I decided that like my band was going to get in a circle before every show like every time we perform and sing this song and the song I picked was Invincible by Muse (laughs) okay (laughs) Um, you know know that song do you know Muse yeah of course yeah like it's so cheesy man it's so cheesy (laughs) like whatever that's what I wanted to do and and of I got like pushback from like other leaders in the group like nah like this is lame as fuck basically and I'm like I don't care like this is what we're doing um and I kind of I kind of like forced a new tradition like on the group uh-huh. you know like sometimes you got to force it a little bit like it can't be always so organic I was <laughs> like nah, this is like what we're doing and you you guys are gonna do it because because that's what I'm saying. Because that's what's happening. <laughs> that's what's happening. And, and they did it. And because I said they were. Um, and, and you know, we, we did it all year and we loved it and blah, blah, blah. And then they, they did it all the years after I graduated. And my parents told me a story after, after um, the Parkland shooting like they had a big vigil like in the park like the whole city and like whole community like met in the park Mm -hmm. and like during that vigil there was a group of band kids that got together in a circle this is like six or seven years after i no four Mm -hmm. or five whatever way long gone after I graduated like I don't know anyone at that school anymore Mm -hmm. and they get in a circle and they sing Invincible 
you know, and they wow. still sing it and they sang it like at that vigil. So like that, that carried on that tradition that like was kind of forced and uh -huh. was like kind of lame and kind of cheesy as fuck. Like it actually ended up meaning a lot to, to some people that, you know, I don't even know. And that it just became a thing cool. that, uh, that you do at band. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, man. Cool. That, that made me feel that made me feel cool. I was not <laughs> cool, whatever. Just like special. Cause I, you know, you don't. Impactful, you know. In, impactful, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that really, that really did impact some people. And that's, that's the goal, man. That's the goal. You just want to make a good impact on people. Yeah. And even if they don't know like that, you're the one who started doesn't doing that. Matter. Doesn't, yeah, that exactly. Concern at all. Right. I don't need, I don't need, I don't need to say shit. I don't need anybody to know that it was me. Just, yeah, man, just to know, just to know they still sing that. And like in a moment where they were, what I, in, in a moment like that to, to bring that tradition in, you know, that, that tells you something. It, it really did mean a lot to them. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, that's maybe like my best legacy so far, you know? Wow. So that's, that's, that's quite the story Scott for sure so yeah I guess can you maybe talk a little bit about uh like how you your interest in music and how that started and yeah. uh, what it's meant to you throughout your life yeah um I have I just have like an enormous amount of like respect and like love for like my ancestry um and like my grandparents and stuff like that. Uh, so my, my love of music is kind of like in the blood. My great grandfather came to Ellis Island. He was, they were European Jews. Um, they were not affected by the Holocaust. Like, I don't think any of my family like died in the Holocaust. I think, you know, from got, where your, where your family came from? No, just like, general like Pol poland like eastern european area because mm -hmm. um, my family came through ls island as well from uh, lithuania dog isn't that crazy yeah like, <laughs> yeah that's crazy mm -hmm. um so my my great my great grandfather i think was the first generation here maybe maybe his dad but whatever um and he taught accordion in new york city and then my grandfather uh, also, also kept teaching accordion in New York City. And then he moved down to Florida, like when he had a family, like when he had my dad, my dad was a kid. He moved down to Florida and opened All County Music in, like, in Fort Lauderdale. Um, and, then, and then my dad bought the business from him like in the nineties and the business has been, it has become because of my dad, my, my grandpa opened the store and like all credits to him. Like he, he started it. He, he opened it, but the growth and like impact that the store has had like in the music community and, and what all County music has become is like all my dad, like, um, he, he just turned that store into like a staple of Florida music. Like anybody, at least in South Florida, anybody that like plays is in band um, in South Florida and a lot of just Florida, like they know my dad. 
um, and they know his store. Um, so, so music's music's in the blood. Like he even he taught music like me. Like he he's a jazz guy. Like he could run a jazz clinic. He can teach jazz band. Um, so, I joined band in middle school. And I, I told you this last time, but like, I didn't really want to do music. Mm -hmm. um, I really wanted to play sports. Like that's what I loved was to play sports, but I was too small. <laughs> like I just, I just like fell behind, like physically where the, the physical gap was just too much for me to compete. Mm -hmm. um, so kind of, kind of as like a backup, like, because I didn't have anything else. Like I tried music. Um, and yeah, man, like I said before, like I kind of, I love my path. Like I love, I love that that's what I had to do because even though I could say, man, like I wish I could have played sports and stuff, which is true, but like I gained a really unique skill, you know, like I can play music, I can read music, I can yeah. so, so teach music, like no genius or anything, but I get it. Like I could. I could help you out, you know? Um, and I got, and I got to be a leader. I, I think that's, I think that's like the biggest thing music gave me was like an opportunity to, to lead and like be in front of a lot of people, you know, mm -hmm. cause band, bands are big. It's like, it's not even like a sports team. Like you got like 20 kids on your team. Like at USF, I had 300 kids in my band, you know? And like, they yeah. all knew me and I, for the most part knew all of them you know like i i worked really hard to like maintain to have relationships with like each one of those 300 kids um so yeah man music music um gave me an opportunity to lead and now that i'm out of music and like i don't really have a way to like practice like i'm not in a band or anything music has kind of become something very personal for me something that just like lets me like now I picked up guitar and piano and like it's just kind of therapeutic for me now like getting to sit down with my guitar and piano and stuff and so it kind of has taken on like a different form like it, it it went from something that was very shared and like was for other people to like now it's kind of just like something pretty personal yeah yeah like i get to just play guitar for myself and i get to i get to play piano like for myself so mm -hmm. it's kind of cool yeah what are what are you working on now um just playing man i it sounds silly but like but when you start instruments like i think you're really bad at them like you just so people ask me like I've tried to play guitar. Like, how do I get good and like keep playing guitar? I'm like, you just got to pick it up and like play and suck mm -hmm. and like kind of just accept that. So like, I'm still not very good. So what I'm working on really is just like, I just pick it up and keep playing. Like just keep trying to get comfortable with the instrument in your hands and keep trying to get comfortable, like strumming the strings, picking the strings, pressing the keys. Cause like, it's not, it's not easy and it's not necessarily like comfortable. Um, to like hold a guitar and strum it and pick it and whatever so I'm just playing man I'm just yeah I just I just pick it up and I keep going and I just strum and play so 
Nice. And, and I'm working on playing for my kindergartners. Okay. So I do that too. Yeah. Well, that's a good, uh, that's a good segue. Um, so those kind of leadership qualities and um, finding like uh, something that you like to do uh, has led you to uh, the teaching path. Yeah. Um, so yeah. how did uh, we vote? Well, you, did you have a marketing degree as well? You did yeah. marketing, yeah. right? Okay. So how did you go from business and marketing to finding a, a passion for teaching? Man, it's crazy. Like, it's, it's so funny how like, wrong you can be and I, no, like no shade or anything because like again like that's just my path that's just like what I went through but like I look back at the kid that like went on an interview at like an ad agency mm. and I'm like bro like like I can already tell you you're gonna hate it and I did like, <laughs> like I was so uncomfortable and like it just did you get that job or they, you... it, was, it was like an internship and they they gave me like a call back but mm-hmm. I think by the time I left the building, I understood like, no way, <laughs> no way, no yeah. way. Um, it's just, it's just funny. Like, you know, I, I remember talking to like professors um, and like, I remember a professor being like, being like, do you want this? Like, do you want to be an ad or do you want to be in advertising? And I was like, uh, uh, he was like, he's like, you can't think about it. It's either yes or no. And I was like, yes. And I just like said, yeah, like, <laughs> and like, like, that's just what it was. It was like pressure to like pick something. And like, you know, at that point I didn't know. So yeah, who really you know, knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still don't know, but, um, I just, um, you just like take a step forward where you think, will be good and like at, at the time I thought it was marketing or advertising mm-hmm. um it's not so anyways <laughs> uh I think when I was living in Tampa like I started to just like get these these thoughts in my head and the, the thought was like that there are kids that need to be helped and there are kids that like need to be saved which sounds kind of extreme but like that's that was like the thought in my head it was like there are kids that like need saving <laughs> um so you were I, working you had one uh like a traveling job right at the time yeah I was traveling I was traveling um again not it mm-hmm. uh, but I remember talking to my dad and he was like where he was like okay like where where do you think these kids are that need to be saved I was like I don't know like like everywhere but I think like I I want to be in Michigan for it, which is like where my um, like cousins and some grandparents live. I just have family up here. Um, so like I moved to Michigan with like a couple goals in mind that like one, one, I was just going to move to Michigan by myself, um, which is like kind of a goal and like a leap and a challenge like in itself. And then two was that I was going to like, take a step into teaching you know just to see like if i would like it um so so the first thing i did to try teaching was i became a sub um and how was your first day of of subbing day my first day subbing was awesome (laughs) (laughs) it was it was the best day of subbing that i had 
Um, what happened on that day? Crap. Um, what happened on the day? So leading up to it, like the couple weeks, like I, I scheduled my first day, like online, I was like, okay, like October 29th, like is my first day subbing and leading up to it. Like I just, I'm, I'm big into like mantras and just like speaking things, um, kind of into existence and just, just using that as like a tool to prepare for something. Mm-hmm. So I just kept saying, I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher. Like I'd look in the mirror and just say, I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher because I'm not. And I wasn't, you right. know? And I knew that I had to go in on that first day and like act like I was a teacher when I wasn't. Like I have, <laughs> I've never ever been in front of a group of kids in my whole life. Isn't it crazy that you just say that you're something and then all of a sudden you are? <laughs> I became it and I fucking right. was like I nailed it I nailed it <laughs> it was just like that day gave me so much like confirmation in myself that at least said like okay you're on the right path man like, mm-hmm. like keep, keep going with this like you're on to something um so that day specifically I'll never like I got I got notes that said, it was like, you're the best person ever, Mr. Schiff. Like, thank you for playing us music. Like, you're so cool. Never gotten a note since. But like, <laughs> for that first day, it was a big day. The first day I got like yeah. <laughs> six notes. Um, yeah. You'll, you'll get like, another note, Scott. I believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I teach kindergartners. So the notes are like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they can muster up. That, dude that takes them like 10 minutes yeah. <laughs> um, nice. um anyway yeah so that that was my first day and that so really what it was was just like huge confirmation to me saying like you're on the right path man like keep keep going with this you're on to mm-hmm. something yeah nice man and so what's uh the process now um like you're in school uh for it as well or yeah uh the process now is that I confirmed that I want to be a teacher mm-hmm. uh, through my subbing. For, I subbed. I subbed for like half a year because I got like the last half of that year, and then um, this past year, like this coronavirus year, I got. I was a teacher's assistant in the kindergarten, um, and I was paired with like an amazing teacher. Mm-hmm. We had a really challenging class, but like we we killed it. We did as best as we possibly could with that class. Um, and it was just to make sure I, I was thinking like, I should really do a full year in a classroom before like I decide like to go get an education and say, I want to be a teacher. So that's, even though I was pretty sure, like I still thought it was smart to just mm-hmm. do a full year first. So I did my full year. I mean, it ends in a couple of weeks. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't be more, I couldn't be more sure, man. Like that's so exciting. That, yeah. Yeah, it's, it is. I, I'm, I'm so pumped to like know that, I don't know how they're going to teach me, but <laughs> like to be able to teach a kid how to read, that's like, to teach a kid like the most basic like foundation building blocks of like our human lives is something just like really special. Um, yeah, if you thought you were impactful in Ben, like uh, get ready for even more like these kids are going to remember you forever, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're so right. Like if, if that's what I'm after impact, mm-hmm. like 
name something more impactful than than that than you know? kindergarten <laughs> yeah. teacher, yeah. teaching, teaching this kid how to read mm -hmm. it's crazy do you remember so, your kindergarten teacher i don't <laughs> <laughs> so i guess i guess she wasn't she was nothing special <laughs> Don't do Mrs. Johnson like that. You know she was impactful. <laughs> um, yeah, that's funny. You? Um, yeah, I remember. She's still kind of like she talks to my mom every once in a while. Um, that's really cool, man. And I'm I'm glad that you like because uh, you know like you said like we've kind of we've known each other for going on like what seven years now like kind of going through that process of trying to figure ourselves out and to see you. Uh, find something that you're you're passionate about and excited for like that's it's really awesome to see yeah man i i was a lost boy like i think <laughs> I, like i think everybody is at least at some point like yeah and yeah to not to have a direction like that and to to know um that i'm that i'm on the right path you know and i don't even think i'm going to be a teacher forever mm -hmm. um but like right now, I know I'm on the right path, and that, whew, man, what a what a weight, what yeah. a weight. It feels it feels really good. So, what uh, what other interests do you have? Music. Yeah. Yeah, music. I know, that's another one of my goals. Like I know I'll be. I I, do, I always just like picture myself like as a lead singer in a band and stuff. Mm -hmm. Dude, that's gonna uh, you're gonna make that happen too. I know you will. <laughs> I I think so too. I, I got a good singing voice. It's coming along. I I practice I practice singing a lot actually. Mm -hmm. um, Do you have a band name ready to go? The kid said seven. Kid said seven. What what's the meaning? There is no. the meaning is that I heard a kid in sixth grade say that his band was called A Kid Said Seven, and uh -huh. that is in my brain ever since. You're just gonna yeah. stick with that, just to stick it in that get that kid's face. <laughs> yeah, it's my band now. <laughs> so, like in sixth grade, he just said that like once, and for uh -huh. some reason, I just had that in my head. Yeah, dude, you were quick with that. You've been thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> really, dude, really. <laughs> Man, that's really funny well i'm excited to see kids at seven uh play at red rocks one day so Ooh. <laughs> um so do you have uh you know from your time teaching uh and subbing do you have like a your most memorable day or most memorable moment as a teacher hmm. i think right now my most memorable moment that was a burp i'm not tearing up excuse me <laughs> um you can wipe the tears away scott i won't judge you <laughs> right now my my most memorable moment i think was my last day i got to spend with my kindergarten class you know because that's still fresh man and like, mm -hmm. it's it's heartbreaking to like yeah. not get to see them again and just like to not get any closure with that group of kids so mm -hmm. um I'll say my best memory with them is the last day I got to spend with them. Um, What'd you guys do on that day? Shit, nah. Um, so, so the teacher, I was the teacher's assistant. So I kind of just, I was backup. But mm -hmm. um, since, since the schools were closing, like the, 
the main teacher had like some last minute stuff she had to like take care of. And so I got the class, like I was the teacher. And like whenever she was gone for subs, like I call it like a Mr. Shift day. Mm-hmm. I'm the teacher, it's a Mr. Shift day. Um, so I, I got the kids, it was like a Mr. Shift, like half day before we left. Um, and, and I taught them how to give compliments. Mm-hmm. They're five, they're five years old, man. I, I taught, I taught these kids how to give a compliment. Well, um, how did you do like, that? How, the main thing you have to teach them is that when you give a compliment, you say it to the person. You don't say it about the person because they, they know how to say nice things about people. So, so when we started, it was like, um, it would be like, Nathan, you has really cool hair. And I'm like, no, no, no. Don't say about Nathan, you look at Nathan, you and tell him, Nathan, you, you have cool hair. And the difference between the two is like massive. And you, and you can see it like in their faces, like they'll, they'll say like, oh, Frank, Frank, Frank has a cool shirt on. And like Frank's just sitting there like, and then I'm like, no, no, no. Like turn to Frank and tell Frank. So then they, they turn to Frank and say, Frank, you have a cool shirt on. And then Frank's like their faces. Yeah. Yeah. They light up like giving compliments to people is like huge. And, and I could at least see it with kids. Like it means, it means the world to them. Like they get so giddy and like excited and they could be like about anything, like their shirt, mm-hmm. like who cares? Like, right. like you have a cool shirt and they're like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> they love that. I mean, who doesn't love that feeling, right? Yeah, getting complimented. So mm-hmm. I think that, I, I think it's one of my favorite memories too, just cause it's like the last thing we did. Um, so it's, it's like a little bit sad to think, but right. like if anything, I'm, I'm cool that I left them with that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm cool that that's the last thing like I bestowed upon them before, you know, I pretty much won't see most of them ever again. Yeah. Huh. Well, they'll have that memory and uh, you made that impact on them, man. So that's really awesome. Yeah. So that, yeah, I'd say that's, that's my best memory right now. Yeah. Right on. Um, so this feels like a good time. We can uh, hop into the one and only segment on uh, Traveling Perspectives <laughs> podcast. Um, so uh, if you remember the different like monthly questions um, that I've been asking everybody. So I got to ask uh, Kena and Haley these questions as well. So um, the first one is, what was your first job? My first job was at Parkland Golf and Country Club. And I drove the, called it the picker. And it's just like a, a tractor with um, like ball hoppers on it. So I picked up the golf balls on the range mm-hmm. and, and like other just like course mate, like washing golf carts and like washing rich people's clubs, and <laughs> <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, what yeah. did you like about working uh, on the golf, in the golf club? Got to be outside, man. Hundred percent. It was got to be outside. The best. That, that's a, yeah. that's about it. Like I don't <laughs> I, I don't like golf, <laughs> but I like being outside and like mm-hmm. golf courses are pretty. You know, 
they're they're like beautiful outdoor spaces yeah so, yeah just being outside that was nice. right. that's cool um so what topic could you talk to a group for 30 minutes about with no preparation um i think i could give a pretty good uh presentation on breathing techniques mm. proper tell me more proper, this is this is like something i had to do in band too was like give breathing clinics um and it's just what i would start with pretty much explain explain how um we don't use our full lung capacity you know our lungs actually stretch like um pretty far down into our sides and they actually like wrap back wrap back into like our back um and we just we tend to just use like this very shallow top part of our lungs like we take like like shallow breaths like that um so i would teach how to start a breath from the bottom of your lungs and fill them up from the bottom all the way to the top to get like the maximum you know we're playing instruments mm -hmm. so it's so it's important that um you know you're using quality air and you're you're taking in a lot of air so you can you know project your sound and actually play uh so yeah just use it using your full lungs using your full lungs and what i would say probably my best analogy or way to visualize it is to start your breath from the bottom of your feet almost like the air is coming up from the ground and it comes all the way up mm. I, got, you, I, I gotta work on my breathing now <laughs> yeah me too i think we all do i like i say that stuff and i still don't know if like i fully do it you know, like i understand <laughs> it. it's, it's really it's very difficult and yeah man it's it's not easy and i don't think it's something that like most people do correctly including myself um watch some youtube videos on it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah like I, I was just i was teaching what i was taught um but yeah all right, cool. Um, and if you could only fly between two cities for the rest of your life, which cities would those be? Probably just have to come home. So like Detroit to mm -hmm. um, like Fort Lauderdale or Parkland, whatever. Because my okay. parents go there. So not that I really <laughs> go there or go home or like want to go to Florida much, but... Uh -huh. To have the, uh, the ability to to see your family yeah because there's not really any other places that i like want to go i think um i feel so like lucky and happy living in michigan like i just i don't want to go anywhere like i'm i'm good here yeah you uh, found so, your home bro yeah i did mm -hmm. i did i think i'll i'll teach here i'll i think i'll do a lot here um but yeah so probably just go home to Parkland just to see my parents and stuff, have that option. All right, right on. Uh, so it's funny that you brought up uh, legacy earlier because um, this is something that I forgot to do actually when we went live, uh, when we tried this the first time. Because um, I want to end every podcast by asking everybody this question. Um, and I've been thinking about legacy myself a lot lately um, and what kind of legacy I want to leave behind. Uh, one day, so I'm asking everybody, uh, what do you want your legacy to be? 
and I know that's a big question. And if you need some time to think about it, we can. Uh, I, I got you. I'm just. Oh, yeah, just, I know process it. So, um, but yeah, what do you what do you want your legacy to be? Just for the kids, man. I think, I think the kids are so underrated and so underloved and so under cared for. And like, that doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me, bro. Because like, what, what is our most valuable asset as a society? It's the people. Like, and, and to me that it feels obvious to like say like, it's, it's the people. And, and the kids are the many people, man. Like they're the ones that are going to be the people. And right now we treat them like they're not that important. So I think, I think everything that I do, like professionally, whatever for my life is going to have an emphasis on kids. Cause, cause they need it, man. They, they need some love. They need some attention. They need, they need somebody to look at them and, and understand them and like really care about them. So yeah, man, for the kids, that's my legacy for the, for kids. the kids. I love it, dude. That's awesome. And I'm pumped for you to, to have found your like passion and uh, excited to see all the people that you impact uh, in your life, man. Thanks, man. I, me too. It's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> I, I can't wait to start teaching, man. Like, it, it was cool this year to like be an assistant and be behind the scenes, but like, I wasn't really a teacher. Like, I didn't teach my kids how to read this year. You know, yeah, but you're, you're all- setting the uh, the base of like your experience, and you're gonna continue to build upon it. So. so, I'm just I'm so excited for that to like to take the next step where because I know like I felt I felt important and impactful this year. And I'm like, I can't wait to even take that like a step further. And like, man, to be the one to teach a kid how to read, that's mm-hmm. great. That's like That's you, bro. Special. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I, right. I can't Well, awesome, dude. Thank you uh again for being you know, the uh Instagram live test subject and that was uh, fun, for uh for being on here for real this time. So uh I appreciate you and uh, we'll, we'll catch up soon for sure thank thanks for thanks for talking i love it yeah all right miss scott i'll uh i'll talk to you later all right peace thank you so much for listening to the traveling perspectives podcast if you want to see content from the project on any social media platform all you have to do is search traveling perspectives thank you and i'll see you next time